Okay, let's get started. Yesterday was Daf Pei Hey, today is Daf Pei Vav. And we'll do a review of yesterday's Daf. And uh, then we'll get to today's. We have a mind for Shlema, for Imri Bastavora, for Yehudis Basara, for. Rachaleya. Basara, for Hadassah Basronyan, and all else who need. Okay. So, right, Rachaleya. Okay. So, where should we begin for yesterday's staff? I believe. Um, so, we're um, at the top of the page um, at the words Vitaima. Okay, so uh, basically, uh, we're saying that if not for the fact that the Torah writes B'nai Aaron and not B'nos Aaron, not for that, we would say that uh, women are in fact chayiv uh, in uh, in the Isra of Tumah. Now, why is that? Isn't that because Rav Yud said in the name of Rav that uh, that we that we equate uh, women with men because it says lo yikachu and we say that it's going on the woman as well. So, in other words, what we're taking from this is is that the the lo yikachu is saying that the the prohibitions. As uh, who a kohen is not allowed to marry would apply to a kohenis also, in that in the same vein. So the Gemara says no, no, no. Um, it uh, so. I'm sorry. From um, so actually, I'm sorry. Reviewed in the name of Rav was the, um, was the one who says when it's ish o isha ki asim kol adam. So we have man and woman equated. And it's going even on lav she'ena shava bakol. That's what we're suggesting here. So Gemara says, no, no, no. Maybe it's from the pasuk of Kachu that uh, we would say that women should be obligated. Uh, that's version A. Or um, uh, the reason why you need the pasuk of Kachu is uh, not because of a lav she'ena shava bakol, but rather I might have thought that you should learn from Toma to say that women are not obligated at all, even if the husband wouldn't be allowed to marry them, they are not, they don't carry that same prohibition, that's why they need the Paschal to tell you that, that if the husband can't marry them, they can't marry that, such a husband as well. Now, Rav Papa and Rav Hunabrid, Rav Shua, came to the town of Shachnitziv, they switched the name to a different town, uh, or Shach, Shachnitzivu, anyway, um, to the town of Rav Idi Bar Ovin, and they asked, and they asked them this Shiloh when they came to the town. Um, are kosher women uh, prohibited to marry apostle men or not? Um, so Papa says, I have a nice source, it says it very clearly, there are ten yuchsen, it's a Mishnah in Kedushin, ten yuchsen came up from Bavel. Ka'anim levim Yisraelim, chalalim gerim charurim, and it says very clearly that Kanam Levim Yisraelim are permitted to marry each other. Levim Yisraelim and Chalolim and Gerim and Harurim are allowed to marry each other. Um, and Gerim, Harurim, Mamzerim, Nisini, and Shtuki and Sufi are also Mutter, the last group, allowed to marry each other. Now it doesn't say uh, anywhere that a, ko, a, ko, a Kohenes can marry a Chalol. Notice that. Okay, he left that out. So you see that uh, that they can't. Otherwise, well, you would have said that they could. So uh, the Gemara says that's uh, Rav Huna, Brader Rishu says, no, look, if, uh, 
uh, we only list uh, that when, when both sides are allowed to marry uh, each other, that's when it would go on the list. But since Kohen men cannot marry a halal lady, a halala, so therefore we didn't put that in the group. We only put it in the group where either gender is allowed to marry either gender of the other one. And, it's, and even though if she might be a Kohen, she would be allowed to marry a halal since a Kohen man can't marry a halala, so therefore um, we didn't put it in the list. Um, um, that's the story. Um, so then they came to Rav Idibar Oven and he said, uh, you know, what reviewed the said name Rav, straight up, there is no prohibition for a kosher woman to marry a apostle man. Um, took us to the next thing, Shneos Mitivri Sofrim. And um, so Rav, the Bnei Biri asked Rav Sheshes, uh, uh, if somebody's a shnia to the, uh, a woman is a shnia to the husband, but not to the Avam, so there is a ksuva, for, is there a ksuva from the Avam or not? That's the shaila. And the way to, to construct the shaila is like this, that since we said that the, generally the ksuva, who pays for the ksuva, it's the original husband, but he doesn't have a ksuva, so therefore there's no ksuva. Or do we say, since the halacha is, is that when the husband doesn't have money to provide for the ksuva, then it should come from the yavam. So therefore, in this case, that's an example, it should come from the yavam. After all, there is no issue to the yavam over here, so maybe you should have to provide for it. So this is the suffix. Um So Rav Sheish says, I have a good answer, a source. It says that the ksuva is from the original husband, and if there's a shnia to the if she's if if she if the woman the wife is a shnia to the to the husband, but then even the yavam doesn't provide. So is that so? The Gemara says, does that mean even the yavam doesn't provide? Does that mean that generally a yavam does provide? So the Gemara says, no, the ksuva is generally taken care of by the original husband. If he doesn't have, then the then the yavam will take care of it. But if it's a shnia, so then uh, to the baal, so then even the yavam who is not a shnia to, she is not a shnia to, is also she doesn't get. So the answer is no. Okay, not no no uh, no no ksuba. No ksuba for grandma. That's really the way to remember it. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so. Um, the next one, Rebbe Lazar uh, asked a question from Rebbe Yochanan. You have a case like this. You have a widow married to a Kohen Gadol or a Grush of Rosso to a Kohen Hediot. Um, does the, does, is there a dimizonos for her? Does she get sustained the regular halachos, the, what we call Tanaik Suva? Does she get that or not? Um, so the Gemara says, what's, the, what's exactly the scenario here? If you're talking about um, that uh, they're they're sitting and and living in a married state, um, that's where the, basically he, anytime he has relations, he's over isurim, so he has to get rid of her. You're going to give her mizonos? That doesn't make any sense. So the shaila we're qualifying the shaila. The shaila is in the case where he's not really they're not living in sin right now because he's out of the country, um, and she went. And borrowed on the basis of, you know, like saying, look, I need something to take care of myself. So she borrowed money to pay to pay for her food. So the, do we say that since Mizonos is a condition of the Ksuva, and she has the Ksuva, so therefore she gets the Mizonos? Or do we say since the Ksuva is meant for, um, um, so basically, generally, uh, 
um, so a ksuva that you're supposed to, I mean, for a proper marriage, that's the type of ksuva. That, the whole idea of ksuva is not to remain married. The idea of ksuva is that she should be incentivized that if she gets divorced, she'll have some money in her pocket. Um, so that's the kind of ksuva we're going to give. The, the mizonos, which is the sustenance while she's married, we really don't want to give her that because we don't want her to be incentivized to stay married to her husband, which is prohibited. So maybe, um, um, so right, because that, that's that, that. Therefore, she shouldn't get it. So that was the shaila. So the Gemara answers: she doesn't get mizonos. Ah, it says somewhere in the price that she does. That's talking about if he's dead already, then she'll get mizonos because now there's no longer an answer. Um, version B is is that the price says that she does get mizonos. I, how could that be? He's, he's obligated to divorce him. Must be. Um, uh, so, 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 what is the price of saying that he, she gets? That's talking about lachemisa. Different version. Okay, took us to the next case. Mana tokon gadol grushin achlutz tokon ediat has ksuva peres mizonos belos, and she's puzzled. Her their child is puzzled, and we force him to divorce her. Um, that's by the case of that forbidden union. By Shneos, Midivisofrim, she doesn't get a Ksuva, she doesn't get Paris, no Mazonos, no Blows, none of the benefits of the Ksuva, but the, she and her child are kosher. They don't get affected in a prohibited way to marry a Kohen anymore, um, or the child is perfectly a regular kosher Yisrael. Uh, but we do force them to divorce. So, uh, Rabbi Shimon Elazar says, why is that? It's very interesting, okay? What's the difference between Amon el that Isser, where we still have the Ksuva? The reason is, it's because um, he is Pasal and she is Psula. And uh, because of that, if he's Pasal and she is Psula, so they made a Kanas on him. Um, we put the Kanas on the man to be more onerous for the man to pay for his Ksuva. Now, why is it that Shniyaz Mitivir Sofrim, there is no, uh, there, there is no Ksuba, because she's kosher and the kid's kosher. So, we don't want her to get a, a and any time they're both kosher, we want to give the knas to her, um, so um, it'll be easy for him to divorce her. That's the idea. So, it's, who is the, more, who, who are we pushing to, 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 you know, uh, or, or we're almost faulting in this marriage different people in the two cases. One, we want to make it more of pe- a penalty for the man, and the other one, we make it more penalty for the woman. So, um, Rebbe says a different answer. He says that the difference is, is that Amon al-Kongad was Torah. Dibri Torah doesn't need to be strengthened, and therefore he could still give her the Ksuba. But Dibri uh, Sofrim, which needs strengthening, we took away the Ksuba, to strengthen the position that she doesn't, that it's a forbidden marriage. Um, another shot is, he, in the, in the first case, he is pushing the marriage. And in the second case, she is pushing the marriage. Because she has nothing to lose. Okay? Um, so that's the idea. So in other words, what we're explaining is, is that where she is very much affected by the marriage, like by going to an almana, going to an almana, by her being married, she becomes herself forbidden to marry Kohanim afterwards. Her kid is, a chal, is, a, 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 is also going to be a Chalol. So it's a very severe effect. So she was really needing to be convinced and wooed to go into that marriage. 
in the other case where the child is fine and she's fine, so then Adraba, uh, in general, we assume that the woman is the one who's pushing marriage over the man because she's the one who um, wants marriage more. That's the Gemara brought down in Kedushin. It's better to be, uh, for a woman, it's better to be married with even a, a loser than to be alone. Okay. That's the Gemara's expression. Tavlumetav Tantu, just a body. It's better than uh, better than nobody. Okay. I've heard that. A nobody's better than nobody. <laughs> right. A nobody is better than nobody. Okay. Um, now, um, who's the author of this Davar Acher? So some say it's Rabshem Ben Elazar, and it's an explanation. What's the reason why he is possible and she's possible? Uh, they make the kanas on him because um, he pushes the marriage over on her. And what's the reason why when he, they're both kosher, um, we, we make the kanas on her because she's the one who pushes the marriage. Now, other that's version A, that it's an explanation of Reb Shem ben Version B is that Rebbe is the one who says it. And his Shiloh was in a case of Chalutza, um, and uh, meaning, uh, we know that a Kohen not only can marry a Gerusha, but can also marry Chalutza. And now he asked the Kasha, and now the Isser for a Kohen to marry Chalutza is not written anywhere in the Torah. It's only rabbinic. And uh, so the whole Deoraisa Drabanon Pshat is only working for the Gerusha case. It's not working for the Chalutza case, and yet it's still working the same way. So what, if Chalutza is only rabbinic, so then, then why is there... Um, why is there a ksuva? It shouldn't be a ksuva. We should need chizuk l'devreim. So then he says, but you're right, but since um, there's going to be a psul, so he's pushing the marriage in that case. And over here, in a, where there is no psul to the child, so then she pushes the marriage. Now, what's the difference between Rebbe and Rav Shem practically? So if it's a Mamzeris or an Asina to a Yisrael. Um, because if you say that it's a din daraisa, so daraisa, so therefore it doesn't need chizuk; she could get exuba. If you say it's because of margila, because uh, who's pushing the marriage? Well, in this case, the mamzeres, she's really not. There was no option of her child being uh, uh, good anyway. She's the one who's the mamzeres over here, her husband. So she's pushing the marriage that she that he should ignore the fact that she's a mamzeres and. And uh, marry her anyway, the shame shamayim. Okay, but uh, um, so it's a, so that's the that's the difference. Um, that would be a practical difference between with halachas. Now, Rabbi Yezur says that that actually the child is affected. Um, the idea being is that uh, there is no way to, um, according to Rabbi Yezur, there is no way to purify the child, um, meaning. Even if this child will go ahead and um, sell himself as a slave, and then have um, and then be given a maidservant, and then the kids um, will be born, even if the, even if even so, there'll be an evet and a mamzer. It doesn't take away the mamzer's status. So in that case, the kids are non-fixable. So that's also I mean so so still. Um, the difference is uh, so therefore she won't push the marriage um, because it's not really uh, good for the kids, it's not like there's a way out for her kids, 
So Rabbi Yosef says, you're right, it'll be the case of Machzor Grusha after she was married to somebody else. Because uh, it's Del Raisa. Uh, if you say it's Del Raisa, so there's also Del Raisa. If you say it's because who pushes the marriage, so she's the one who pushes the marriage. I, Rabbi Kiva, hold, what about according to Rabbi Kiva, who says that there's a Mamzer Mechav Lavin, so even though it's, so since it's a love here, so then it's also, the, the kid will be a Mamzer, so the idea is, is that a woman never pushes the marriage when her child is going to be fully affected um, in, in a negative way. So the Gemara says, um, I, so she wouldn't push this marriage, so Rabbi says, you know what, it's a Ba'ula Lukohan Gadol, because that doesn't affect the child. Uh, what about, and that, if, if it's the Raisa, so it's the Raisa. If it's who's pushing the marriage, so she, she would push the marriage on him. I, Rebbe Yezbe Yaakov says that there's a Chalol, even Mechave essay. So, uh, so therefore, she's not going to push a marriage where the child's going to be messed up. Uh, she cares, the mom is naturally cares very much about her child. So, Rebbe Ashi, Ashi says, it's a Machser suffix of Tassel. Meaning, she's, his uh, wife was a suffix sota, meaning she, we don't know whether she cheated on her husband or not, and that's the case. So if it's Daraisa, so there's Daraisa, he's not allowed to be with his wife after she was alone in the room. Um, and if it's because um, who's pushing the marriage, uh, she's the one who's pushing the marriage, so therefore she shouldn't get exul. Um, and uh, Ramasi ibn Khir says that even if the husband is going to give her the drink, and he had relations with her on the way, that would make her a halachic, halachic zona. So she'll be affected, so she's not going to push the marriage because it changes her, her status. So the Gemara says, um, um, and therefore she wouldn't push uh, to be back with her husband. Um, so Mar Baravashi says, you know, the nafkamina, a suf, uh, not a suffix sota, but a sota vadai, because that'll be a good practical difference. Because the case of sota vadai is definitely the rice is forbidden to her. This is the point where we know that she cheated on her husband, um, and he's and and she's definitely prohibited to him. But it doesn't affect. We have a special rule that it doesn't affect the children at all, and it won't affect her status of uh, her status. So uh, therefore, she'll push to be go back to her husband. Um, but it is an Isra to Raisa, so that's where it would be enough Camino. So if it's the Raisa, is the factor, but so she's, then... If she, it's because she's pushing it, then she loses the Ksuba. Then she should lose the Ksuba, exactly. So that's where there'd be a practical difference between the two opinions, and that's the where we got up to yesterday.